Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? You have now tuned into the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy. Far, far away from wishes to happily ever after. I guess I should say happily ever after to wishes back to happily ever after. We've got you covered. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show here. Joining me, as always, are my special co-hosts. This is Josh, and there's finally three people on the podcast. Is this our first? Woo-hoo. All three of no, us? No, we, didn't we, do, we just did one, right? Didn't we? Maybe we know. did. I don't know. Feels like we did two-man shows for like three years. I know. So. <laughs> uh, this is Kyle, and uh, I have no idea when the last time all three of us did this. It could have been last week. It could have been three months ago. Time has no meaning. I have no idea. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> I know. But I'm happy we're all here together. Justin's Agreed. wearing his backwards baseball hat, um, and I like that. Usually he is not rocking a hat mm-hmm. at all, but he's ready to go. He's very sporty. You know, today. I'm uh, sporty spice. No more Mister Nice Guy. That's what that <laughs> yeah. means. I'm serious. I've oh yeah, the he's ready cap for on, man. I'm I'm ready to go. Wrestling tournament. <laughs> over the top. Over the man. top is an <laughs> underrated film. <laughs> it is. A it film. Is. A I'm Sylvester gonna... Stallone film. <laughs> hey, excuse me. High art. Uh, I think you meant to say Academy Award winner Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Is that what I meant to say? Also true. That's, that's yeah. not true. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, his. I would say the. Uh, what's the new superhero one he's got on there? Um, Judge on Dredd. Amazon. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dem- Demolition Man. I am the law. <laughs> Uh, said new, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> that one's set in the future. Um, hey, this guy doesn't know how one? to use the three seashells. <laughs> oh man, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's um, a piece of work. Oh, he, he's he li- he's a he's a a, a, a clear uh, example of living long enough to become the villain. He's the exact opposite <laughs> of Rob Luis Schneider. Guzman. Yeah. Like, Luis Guzman makes any project a little bit better. Rob Schneider makes any project at least just a little bit worse. No, he's doing like conservative podcasts now and blackballing himself by keep running his mouth. So, and I saw him at a con, Motor City Comic Con, a few years ago. He is like four foot tall, mm. and I'm a mm. short guy. So for me to call someone else short, yeah, you know, he's like, dude, <laughs> dude, be short. Uh, no, Samaritan like is the movie. Samaritan's the movie he's got out right oh. now on Prime. It's like a superhero style movie, but um, not. Uh, if you have nothing else to watch, sure, check it out. <laughs> but I, it is not. Um, I like Sly though. I'd, I'd give. I'd yeah, give Sly a. Justin, it's just the, not um, with the hard sell for, for Samaritan. <laughs> you no, got nothing I, else to watch in this golden age if, of TV. Uh, I mean, you know, if you look at everything that's going on, right? you got rings and of power. you can't walk around for three to six weeks. <laughs> it's worth working in at some point. Um, well, I mean, you got everything that dropped on Disney Plus Day, so you got tons of movies out there if you haven't seen them yet, like Thor. Um, you've got uh, the Queen. What is it? Yeah, the Queen. You've got. Uh, um, she- Rings of Power right now on Amazon. You've got um, uh, the Dragon. She-Hulk? What is it? Um, Game of Thrones. You've got that on HBO. There's so much other stuff to watch. I watched it. It is not that great. 
um, so don't put it on your top priority list of things to watch. But if you if you get through your list, go check it out. Um, it's just hard when you figure out the plot within like the first you know fifteen minutes. Um, it's kind of downhill there's from there. Too much. I would there's say. too much good TV that I'm not watching to watch something that you have described as <laughs> not yes. good. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of a lot going on, we got, um, a ton going on this past weekend. D, uh, D23 was going on. So there was tons of good announcements that dropped, uh, as part of D23. And as I alluded to at the beginning of the show, if you haven't heard wishes is going bye-bye happily ever after is coming back. I don't know if you guys know the differences between the two shows or not. I don't um, even know what wishes is. So wishes, uh, happily ever ra- ever after ran for like it's the fireworks yeah, show the, in Magic Kingdom on the castle. It ran for thirteen years, I believe, um, in Magic Kingdom. It's a, it's a fan favorite. They tweak it obviously as as the years roll on and they add new stuff and that kind of thing. But then they replaced it with wishes. Uh, for a couple of it years wasn't ago, that long ago, yeah. No, um, I want to say maybe five, five six years. It, it could be less than that but i'm gonna guess five six years switched it with that it was not widely popular with a lot of people that they changed it um they did a special one i think for the 50th anniversary that's going on at walt disney world right now um but then announced today they are shifting and going back to happily ever after obviously they're going to tweak it a little bit they've got newer movies and things that they've got to get in there they've got the projection um, on the castle now which is different Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm sure they'll so, do something with that. Super excited for that. Happily Ever After was one of my favorites, so I'm glad to get this back to Disney that one instead of the now. wishes. So yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Dis- all Disney all the time. Uh I don't know. Did you guys see that Obi Wan Kenobi uh box saber set that they're selling no. at D twenty three? I did. Who mm. had it? So it was someone that it was like Daniel Logan or something like someone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a uh, a normal person. It was like a famous person of some some sort. It's like uh, three different Obi Wan Kenobi lightsabers, and then obviously with the Galaxy's Edge one, since Obi has the the narrow neck saber, you get the two attachment pieces that you have to take off and on to be able to connect the blade. The thing is five hundred and fifty dollars. Um, beautiful box, three sabers. I mean, it's a decent price for three Galaxy's Edge lightsabers. Um, but I was I was kind of a little disappointed when you flip it open and play it. It doesn't play the Obi Wan theme. Hmm. It plays just like the Star Wars, the Force theme, or whatever. Yeah, the Force. Yeah, it doesn't play the Obi Wan theme, which was a little. To be fair, the 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 Force theme kind of was the Obi Wan theme until twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know? until he just got the yeah. one for the series. Yeah, and maybe uh, that was the reasoning behind picking that one versus the new one. Yeah, because more people were familiar. I just with don't love point. those Good Galaxy's point. Edge sabers in general. They're too they're too thicky thick <sighs> for me. Yeah, they they're are. girthy, I, I, you know. But I told you the Ahsoka one. I got. I mean, it is. You like can can't even get your hand around it's, it. It's like a lead pipe. Yeah, it, they're huge. Um, but you know, and watching the behind the scenes thing that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, we'll you know, when when want, Justin. When you and McGregor was kind of show when they were showing him on set, you know, of of episode one, and he got to pick his saber, they looked pretty thick. They looked. I noticed that the, there he picked up one that did, and I thought, oh man, maybe I've mm-hmm. got this all wrong. But then the ones he ended up going with, uh, 
were all like the normal size I would expect them to be, you know, like especially they had the three all together, the um, episode one and the Kenobi series mm-hmm. and then the the New Hope one. And those were all yeah. like, you know, looked like a hilt of a, yeah. a sword or something. Yeah. Um, but they they're 550 from what I gather and what everybody's posting um, there was plenty of them. Most people that were going into the store at D23 were getting like pins and stuff or pin sets, which don't get me wrong, still range in the price range of like 120 yeah, some dollars to 300 some dollars for some pins. Yeah, but they said there was plenty of those sabers. So I would maybe guess they make an appearance on the Shop Disney site at some point. I don't know when, but it's. I think it's a fair guess that they had enough that they're going to probably put them up there or put them in the parks. One of the two. So or both. be on the lookout for those, but I did see Ashley as, dropped a bunch of like uh, apparel, yeah. the whole, like a reflective sweatsuit combo the guided by the light collection. Yeah. Yes. That. Keeps you safe for when you're jogging late at night. That, that's totally what, like when I saw the pictures, I was like, Oh, those are like for night. Or like early morning jogs. I think it looks mm-hmm. kind of cool. It's yeah. probably like. Oh, I'm not saying it looks bad. I was just like, oh, that, that yeah, looks, yeah, yeah. It looks like kind of like the Star Wars version of a of safety gear. I uh, yeah. It's probably like way more expensive than I would pay for stuff like that because I'm cheap. But uh, I do think it's cool. Yeah. I I picked up the you know that Ahsoka selection or um, collection that they debuted somewhere i can't remember where but it was it was funko it was like a purse and a hoodie and a couple other things and they sacrilegiously used rosario as the spokesperson at the con mm. instead of ash which i mean i guess if ashley's it, like it's not part of her branding or her brand that why they would use somebody else but i picked up the i haven't got it yet but i ordered the hoodie that that they uh they had i hmm. saw they while we're talking about ahsoka stuff they also released a figure it looks like a forces of destiny figure to me it's the season seven outfit from clone wars um i never looks good. i never saw it called a forces of destiny figure but that's the packaging that it looks like to me but oh yeah i saw that too i'm i was uh I'm it looks pretty nice I, I wonder if i need to pick up one yeah. of those the, the ahsoka merch is spiraling out of control i used to be like bordering on wanting to be a completionist but now there's just like way too much you can't even yeah. keep a handle on it yeah it's like a like a barbie doll size right like it's probably 12 inch figure yeah, ish um, Give or take. it it looks good though it's yeah. uh it has the cloak and everything mm-hmm. um nice soft goods as they say yeah biz. yeah um no, I, I saw that. I, I was like, I wish probably. They did. They, had, they too, looked like they had about 100 million of them on whatever yeah, picture yeah. I saw. So. <laughs> yeah, again, maybe in the parks, maybe on Shop Disney. Um, I think know, that one's coming to Shop Disney. Yeah, I think you'll be able I to would, buy it. Yeah, online. scoop that bad boy up. But um, we did get a ton of updates out of D23, though, concerning all of the Star Wars properties. Uh, Andor updates. We had uh, there was updates on Skeleton Crew. I believe there was a first uh, photo from set. I think of Jude Law uh, that appeared, and it looked like it had those two little eyeball things, like at Jabba's palace, that come out of the wall. That he's got two of those looking at him. Uh, we had updates Retinal on scanners. Ahsoka. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, kind of it's kind of funny because they're like, first look at Jude Law, and I was like, it's just 
Jude Law looking like Jude Law in a Star Wars outfit. <laughs> like it's not, yeah. it's not like breaking. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's breaking news, but it's not like you know. I don't know. It's like okay, cool. Yeah, it's Jude Law. I I still, yeah, I still like know him. what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like um, Face first look change. at Matthew McConaughey at Leox Jossi. Oh, oh wait, Fingers it looks like Matthew McConaughey. Only. God, I'd pay well, so but much see, money but, to see that. Yeah, the yeah. difference is is that Geode might be in the picture too. So oh, that could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, we we had a picture of that. We had some Ahsoka updates. Uh, the Tales of the Jedi trailer was played, I believe, and actually like it's the same one we saw. This t- yeah. yeah, it's the same one we saw. And then Mando three trailer, which had been we'd also we had seen we it um, celebration, but I don't think it was actually like put out anywhere until D twenty three. So this was most everybody else's first look at season three of Mando, which is going to be coming out in twenty twenty three not yet so uh we did get some casting announcements uh we have some updates on acolyte uh lee and i apologize if i butcher this name lee jung jai from squid game very popular show uh it was a really interesting show to watch um has been named as part of acolyte along with jody turner smith uh who is from queen and slim and boleyn and uh the last ship so um those were recent as well um, um, I'm ignorant, so I'll throw that out there <laughs> to begin. But um, Squid Game is 100% in Korean. I wonder if he speaks English um, or if his character will even speak English. Uh, Good question. I, I don't wonder. Um, it, was, it was an interesting show. I like oh, the Squid I, Game, I and I'm, I'm glad they brought it really, back really for a second it. season. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. So, um. And there's a lot of shows on Netflix. I don't know if you guys watch them or not. There's a lot of shows on there uh, that are Korean made that are full subtitles that are really, really good story and interesting plots um, that I, I think most people just ignore because they're like, oh, it doesn't look cool. People, or it doesn't look interesting. People don't like to read here um, in America, largely. That well, that too. But um, no, there's a lot of them that are really, really good that'll kind of suck you in. So um but those were the updates from that. We, we did uh, have. Sorry, we okay. we were talking about Tales of the Jedi there for a second. I uh, I saw that they announced they're going to release all of them all at once. It's a full drop mm. when it comes out. There's not going to be any uh, you know kind of weekly release on that one. Yep, and it's um, I got to watch the first episode of that, the Ahsoka episode. They show they dropped that at celebration. I don't, you guys didn't go to that one. Did you? I don't know where we were. We were doing something else. Uh, was that photo op day? I think so. I think I was probably, in the um, or autograph day. Yeah. I went to that screening and they showed the first episode of the Ahsoka one. And then again, there's like three episodes for Ahsoka. And then there's three episodes for, um, count Dooku and Mace Windu, which is a very interesting pairing. um, but it's it, it's snapshots of these characters at like different times in their lives. So the very the first episode of the Ahsoka one is, um, and again, pause and fast forward about five minutes if you don't want to listen to this um, and don't want spoiled. But the first episode was um, Ahsoka basically as a baby. Um, it's it's her being born. It's her as a toddler, um, and that's where it begins. And then, but I think the clips they've shown have showed uh, Ahsoka being trained by. Anakin um, in some of them during Clone Wars, which is a later episode. So somewhere there we go through three different portions of her life, probably um, young, young Ahsoka and Clone Wars to older Ahsoka right before 
Order 66. So, um, and I assume we get the same thing from Dooku and Mace Windu in the other three episodes. So They're definitely riding the Ahsoka train, that is for sure. Uh, Yeah. Um, Trust me, there's a lot of people that have, uh, that were upset, I think, by what they saw in... um, in the like just a teaser like part of that teaser you could have just left it saw, at that. Think, there so. was people that were yeah. upset at what yeah they well saw. yeah star wars <laughs> star <laughs> wars people upset ah. um but yeah that's i'm excited for that one i'm glad it's just a quick watch and go and then obviously mando season three i'm super excited for we dig mando yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm liking how um mando mandalorian focused this third season is looking Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see several different groups of Mandos clashing, and I mean, we're seeing Katie find... Sackhoff sitting on the throne, and that's going to be very dope. Yeah, uh, I told her that actually uh, in person at celebration. I it's... yeah, I told her I was really excited to see so much of her in the trailer, and that I hope that she gets her own series. And she did that like I can't say anything about that, and I was like, I'm not <laughs> digging for anything, Katie. Relax, like <laughs> just saying saying that you're awesome. Hope cool. you get mm-hmm. as much Star Wars screen time as possible. It's it's interesting if you watch the trailer. It's you get two very different um, clips there. You do see Katie Sackhoff right in that palace alone by herself. Nobody's really around her at the time. Um, but in the other clip, I think there's a brief moment where you see Mando kind of walking out of a cave and there's other Mandalorians of different colors and helmets and thing, things like that standing outside of this cave as he's like walking down. And it makes me wonder if a bunch of them were maybe Mandalorians that were part of the culvert that were kicked out the same way that Mando was. And now he's kind of started his own, brought them all into the fold and started his own thing. Do you know what I mean? And they've got a bigger group forming now. So getting back to the um, crackpot theory era of this podcast that I thought was behind us. (laughs) I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here. So no, it was just a very interesting thing. Like she's by herself, but here's Mando with a bunch of other Mandos that are, different colored armors yeah. and different styles and things like that. It's almost like he's bringing them together and then, you know, are they well, going to, I gonna... think that's been like the ultimate overarching thing of this whole series is Mandalorians coming back together after this, yeah. whatever night of a thousand tears. Yeah. Did you guys get a look at the, the new, I think it's new. Cause I don't think I've seen it before. There's like a, there are like uh, banners in the throne room with like a, a new kind of symbol or logo that we haven't seen before. Hmm. Have you seen that or no? Have you seen this? I have have you heard about this? No, I haven't seen it. Or I mean, I don't it's remember the newest it. thing. I'll have to go back and watch it again and see it. Those uh, clips go Josh, by so fast. Drop us a link right now. I well, know. no, I'm, I, I can't, are I was trying to find it? a picture of it, but I'm just going to take a screenshot of the trailer and send yeah. it to you. Okay. It's just, it goes by so fast, like, unless you can pause and advance without something being in your way as you pause and do it, it's hard to see it sometimes, so. Yeah. Um, a little bit of other news, uh, we have some Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures castings, um, which is an animated series, is yep. that right, Josh? Yeah. 
Um, I would assume it is because both of the so the two the two actors that have been uh, cast are Emma Berman and Jamal Avery Jr. And they both have we actually have names for both of them, and they say like voice next to them. So okay. that would um, Emma is playing Nash Durango. <laughs> Nash Durango. <Okay>. Oh. <laughs> And Jamal is That's already Kyle's least favorite character in Star Wars. That's rough. Go ahead. What's who's this guy? Um, It reminds me of who's that character that uh, Jason Momoa plays in Dune. Is like his name's like Idaho something or like oh yeah. Uh, What (laughs) is his dang name? He's like the he dies. Yeah, yeah, it pissed me off. Spoiler like, alert! Oh, don't, he don't, dies. Kill, don't kill. Don't <laughs> kill. You haven't seen uh, Dune yet. Well, spoiler alert! I've read the book, so don't get. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you haven't read the book and you haven't watched it, there you go. Who knows? He might um, be dead. What, I don't know. Yeah, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> his name? Duncan Idaho. Dun- yeah, Duncan, Ida. Duncan Idaho. Nash Durango. Okay, Durango. who's the other guy's name? Uh, Jamal's name is Kai Brightstar. That's like almost mm. my name. No, Kyle's not a Star Wars name. <laughs> here we go. Here we go again with Hasbro and Disney just listening to our I podcast know. and then you know stealing stuff from us. Gosh, it gets annoying. Nash Hard. Durango, give me a break. <laughs> he did not steal that from no. us. I that sounds that like someone from. on like you would see doing like pro wrestling in a high school gymnasium in Tennessee. It's like we got. Nash Durango coming Durango. out against uh, I don't know whatever other oh hillbilly that sounds name like we've got. that sounds like that sounds like pro wrestling legend Kevin Nash came to the audition in his Durango Dodge Durango <laughs> pickup truck and they were trying to think of names and someone went oh How about uh, Nash, Nash Durango. Durango or somebody was watching old episodes of Nash Bridges okay. and was like oh look he's driving a Durango. How about Nash Durango? No one's ever watching old episodes of no. Nash Bridges. No. So okay, I did watch the though, episode but... that Stone Cold was on. Because Na- oh, Nash Bridges used episode... to he so Nash Bridges, I think, for a period of time was like the lead in show to Raw, Monday Night Raw. And so uh there would be wrestling guest stars every once in a while. And I think but I think Stone Cold Steve Austin had like a that was like a recurring character. That's well, not as himself. He was playing like a someone else. But USA, yeah. well, actually, that means Stone Cold Steve Austin was technically a little bit ahead of his time. It just never really took off. But um, USA has never been known for like their hard hitting scripted dramas. I don't think. Isn't that where Raw was on USA? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is wait is USA the is USA care yeah USA is characters welcome Kyle. Well, they're welcome. There you go. They're welcome. All right. What What do you um, mean he's a, wait? I, hold on. We got to go back. What do you mean he's ahead of his time? Trying to be uh, getting into the acting game. Wrestlers were like, I mean, you had uh, like Hulk Hogan okay, did like so a movie is, as Hulk Hogan, but like going into scripted. Ex- excuse you, uh, Hulk was, Hogan did a movie. He was in. He was in Mr. Mom. Okay, he was he in did one Suburban good movie. Commando. Yeah, <laughs> he, did he didn't one, do any good he movies. He's, well, he was true. in he was in Rocky, uh, which was a good movie. But oh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, all, uh, his co-star, Academy Award winner, uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. Oh, that's man. called a callback in the biz, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
yeah you know and kevin kevin nash uh aforementioned kevin nash was super shredder in yeah. ninja turtles 2 secret of the use we're Great using movie. the term acting a little loosely in that one but yeah okay <laughs> He did. Watch your tone. But it's not really Watch the same your thing that like uh, The Rock and uh, what's his dang name, um, The Peacemaker, are doing these John, yeah, John, John Cena. Cena. Oh, John Cena. Yeah, it's not yeah. really the same. Oh, man. Thing. I watched the first episode of Peacemaker and I was like, oh, I have newfound respect for John Cena. It's fun, man. Peacemaker is good. Fun. Yeah. It was yes. a show that I was like, I won't it's one call of the, it good I, or clean, but it's fun. No. Yeah. Every, every show that comes out, I have to weigh like, is this something I can watch or is this something I have to wait to watch with Tabitha? And I was like, she doesn't care about this. Watched mm-hmm. it. And I was like, nope, Tab, you got to watch this. Even, it's going to blow your mind. It it's has funny. me even the intro where they're like hundred percent deadpan doing this choreographed dance <laughs> to this theme song. It's incredible. And it adds on mm-hmm. all see like it's amazing. I I love every second of it. It's potentially it's, the best uh, DC thing out right now. Agreed. Agreed. Um it's uh it's a very interesting show. It is outrageous. So go check. <laughs> Highly recommend that one. Go check it out. Um But have you seen Batman and Robin. <laughs> Not ever, uh, but right now. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, though, Black Adam's looking good too by these trailers. Sounds racist. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. So why can't he just be Adam? Um, <laughs> um, and then what's the other one they just named Alexa? Nobody wants Luther to go into. He's, he's just no selling it. I love it. <laughs> There's a what's the, what's the show? Um, Titans. They just named. Uh, I think they've got Alex Luther in Titans now too. Which I don't know if you guys watch that show, but it's really good too. Um, last bit of news I think that we had coming out of D twenty three was on Ahsoka. We finally, and this is multiple sources reporting this. We have it's not a hundred percent confirmed. Yeah, I know. It's very interesting. It's not like 100% confirmed, but we have a casting for Ezra Bridger, and it is Iman Esfandi, who was recently in King Richard. I knew that's who it was going to be, but now everybody knows. (laughs) Every time that we get one of these rumors that's like not verified by Lucasfilm, but like Everyone widely reported it. they've it's always been right. been right yeah mm-hmm. and this one like was everywhere as of you know day or two ago it was everywhere so i would assume this is correct um I, it's a the actor image looks of like yes yeah, yes what you would expect a mature ezra bridger to look like so um super stoked if that's the case so more to come with that uh, Grogu and Mando are also going to be coming to Disney parks. Um, only one of like, them, though. <laughs> I know. Hope I know. you only live one on the right West now. Coast. Disneyland, you're lucky because in November you can get a photo op with Mando in a motorized Grogu in the satchel. Uh, he like his little ears move and his eyes move and his head moves. And you're so, not allowed to punch um, him. No. Um, Florida, you got to wait though. Sorry, sucks to be you. Um, As if it's not bad enough yeah. to already be in Florida. 
<laughs> I heard it's because um, Ron DeSantis doesn't like Mandalorian. That's what I heard. Probably why. He doesn't like oh. anyone. <laughs> um, and then finally, <laughs> Bad Batch. Okay. Now, this is crazy because Bad Batch, correct me if I'm wrong, was supposed to drop this month. That's what they is said. Is this release date That's, right? Things be changing. What the heck? So obviously something, you know, it's interesting because it's like you feel like a- animation is a little bit more finite. They're not having to like do like reshoots and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand. So new date, though, January 4th release date. I, w- I wonder if it has crazy. just as much to do with like the push of and or and all that stuff and just lining up the releases more than the show wasn't ready or anything like that between star Wars and Marvel. They really got to they got to map out where, yeah. although that at the same time, I'm like, obviously something else. If, if there isn't, if there wasn't an issue, if there, it's just a scheduling issue from bad batch, obviously something else must have got, had a hold up somewhere else because you think, they should be able to schedule these things. Well, we know better. Andor got delayed mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, which sucks. Cause I was kind of looking forward to season two of Bad Batch. Now I got to wait until January, though, to okay. see it. I so. mean, it's mid, mid-September, so it's not that far away anymore. I'm okay with them True. spreading them out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I'd rather they moved it than they were on at the same time. Good point. Good point. Uh, well, we will have a lot to cover, though, when Andor drops here in about two weeks, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah that chunk looks good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I have one. I have one question for you guys before we move on to our main topic. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about the seemingly complete lack of any concrete feature film plans for star wars going forward i mean we we have a bunch of big question marks that we know something's being made but even like even like the the one that we have the firmest grasp on you know you have taika saying like oh i'm really mm-hmm. just still in the beginning stages of this thing so <laughs> and he's like the busiest person in hollywood so who knows when it'll get yeah done. he's working on so much stuff right. so i don't i wonder is there really nothing like far enough down the pipeline that there is anything to report yet? Or is they just keeping it tight lipped because they want to announce stuff on their own terms? But um, I would love to have a feature film to look forward to. I love I, this. All this TV stuff is great. And this is like a situation that I never thought we would be in as Star Wars fans never. as far as mm-hmm. like content. Um, but this is a, it's a movie franchise. So I would, I would love to have a, a full length feature to look forward to. Mm-hmm. That was going to be a, a follow-up question was how do we, do we need a, do we need a film? Or are we happy with what we're getting? I mean, I am happy with what we're getting, but there's something, you know, magic, magical yeah. about going to the theater. Although COVID has like totally turned that on its head for me. Like I've only been to the theater twice since march of 2020 and i'm the kind of person who went and saw like every dumb movie before that and even both of those trips were like we went early in the morning on a weekday so no one was there or we bought four tickets Mm -hmm. so we could put a buffer between us and the next people or you know whatever so 
I I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't say yeah. I need it. I, I I'm I think we're all of an age where we went twenty years with no Star Wars other than some books. So I think anything is satisfying yeah. to some extent. But um, yeah. I think the the movies are still the uh, kind of the the top dog, so to speak. I mean, right now I think they know that the this TV is the cash cow. Yeah. At this point, so that's what they're riding with I, is it really though? i would they're all released I mean, on a streaming platform yeah but i mean that gets people to if you haven't already sign up and check these shows out and i think that's i gotta think they're it, making more money off a movie than they are off of these shows one i know yeah one uh, star wars movie you're making like billions billions of dollars well yeah. yeah and i mean if you do it like i mean if you look at the success of maverick and what they just did with parent like you could only see it in the theater like they basically forced people to go back to the theater and said look look at the amount of cash that's, that that's what i'm saying in. all the star wars movies on. are in like the top 20 films ever released so i i, I can't imagine mm -hmm. it wouldn't be more lucrative no but to i think that's what they're a feature film I think that's what they're waiting on is, is what are they going to do for a feature film? Cause they were supposed to go to rogue one and that got pushed, um, back, what? right. They were, or not rogue squadron. one, uh, rogue squadron. Oh, sorry. I, was say, um, I saw no, rogue they were one, supposed Justin. to push back <laughs> rogue squad. They were going to do rogue squadron and that got pushed back and delayed. And, I think they learned uh, their lesson from that. I think that they're not going to announce stuff that like, they were like, Hey, we're making a movie. Here's the director. We got nothing else, but here let's generate some buzz and it was like oh that really backfired huh like yeah. so don't i feel like they're not going to really announce anything until stuff's more concrete with stuff so they don't run into another kind of like pr gaff like they did with because who yeah. knows when that movie's going to get made or if at this point mm -hmm. you know yeah. i don't know good point I, i'm I, I would love to go back to movies i miss movies i, I like the that I, don't get me wrong i love the shows but i love a good two hour block, two and a half hour block of a movie that just is all seamless. Yeah. So just my take, yeah. but well, uh, I, I mean, go back to, maybe a little gun shy from this last trilogy was a little rough around the edges. <laughs> that could too. be. Was not um, <laughs> agreed. Um, and as we get into our main topics here, I have something at the end here that you guys are going to find interesting, but um, let's dive in. I want to go back to Kyle talking about Andor a little bit. So, you know, our main topics this week, we we're going to discuss the Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi's return behind the scenes, uh, special. And then also we did get, uh, on Disney plus day, a nine minute Andor teaser scene, I guess. I don't know if you guys watched that or yeah, not. It's like um, a little mini, I don't know. They showed some, just some like scenes. a clip. They did some like behind the scenes discussions with the actors and stuff. And then they, well, did you say they played like nine minutes of the show? I wouldn't say with, it was that much. It was a few clips. The whole thing like was nine. The whole thing, oh, was, the whole nine thing was nine minutes. minutes. And they, so, did the, they did that once. They did the one scene where he meets with the guy. Yeah. And that's, that was yeah, probably the four guy. or five minutes long. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. I mean, it's very cool because you're seeing, all right, how's Andor, how's Cassian getting into this rebellion from being just doing odd jobs and things like that? Uh, and it was a, a fun. A uh, little shootout, I guess, um, in a weird, I don't even know what that location was, yeah, was but sure it was not was very safe at all. I'm not sure what was going on with all those like pulleys or cranes <laughs> or things just like fly, falling out of the ceiling and off the walls or it was whatever. Not but... a, 
OSHA is not yeah. not there because it was not a safe working environment. If you just broke one of those chains, man, and just I will say, Cassian was um saying something very similar to what I've said to Josh before. Like if you just walk in like you belong, people won't say anything to you. And apparently, mm-hmm. when the Empire takes over, you just pick up a briefcase and walk in, and nobody will say anything. <laughs> Take whatever you want. If you've ever if you've ever been at a con yeah, with you can Kyle, go get in line for Kevin Eastman, or you can go walk into <laughs> the celebration right in. store and buy your stuff and just <laughs> just walk in. Um, no one will do anything. Kyle, Kyle it, again, they stole that idea from Kyle because yeah, I'm pretty sure he talked <laughs> I did about not invent that, that idea. It's, a, it's like a well-known thing, but it uh, just it goes to show you it works. Yeah, just walk in like you own the place. But don't you all go, start but, doing um, it because then it'll stop working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Security heightens a little bit more when that starts to happen and you get more people doing it. But uh, yeah, we had the little Andor teaser, which was nice, a little behind the scenes, a little bit of yeah, I didn't uh, get five minute of segment of the fine. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had, but then we had the Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's I Return, where we talk excellent. about the, um, the behind the scenes making of, of the show and Deb Chow's talking about how, you know, things came together and they had the actors on and, um, you know, they talk a little bit about the scenes that they shot. They show some of the special effects, a uh, little bit of um, onset, not in the volume, a little bit of onset, a little bit of green screen or blue screen, whatever it's called now. Um, you know, the behind the scenes things. What did you guys think of uh, an hour's worth of behind the scenes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? I would have watched another hour. I thought it was amazing. I loved every second yeah. of it. I think Deborah is like an actual artist. You can tell by the way she talks about it. Um, there was a little clip of Celebration at the end, which was awesome because I love Celebration. Us looking for us. Yeah, I, 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 like, I saw us definitely for sure. That, no, not really. Um, <laughs> all the stuff with Ewan and Hayden behind the scenes, uh, phenomenal. I love it. I love every second of it. Um, Hayden getting choked up at celebration and being like, uh, I, I think because he's like really feeling the love that people have for him that he did not necessarily feel 20 years ago. Uh, I, I really liked it. I was like choked up two or three times watching it. And, and there was like some really great insight into the show. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was really good. I liked it a lot. I mean, I was having a great time watching the plethora of Ewan McGregor, you know, interviews when the show first came out. So watching him narrate, you know, the majority of a behind the scenes thing was, was pretty incredible. And like, yeah, I mean, really just echoing everything that Kyle just said, it was, uh, I hope that we get more Deborah Chow star Wars because she's got that perfect, uh, mix of like being, a great artist, but also like understanding what she's working with. I felt like everybody, like it was really interesting hearing all of the people involved, like talking about um, like where the characters are and what they were trying to convey in those scenes and in the show. I was like, Oh yeah, we get it. Like we're like, like we, everything that they were trying to convey is like the things that I feel like I understood Mm -hmm. they were trying to convey when I was Mm -hmm. watching the show. Um, and it's I think just, that means uh, she nailed it. Yeah, and I I had a funny thought when they were like showing the old stuff 
with with Ewan when like you know he's talking walking around the set with George and all that stuff, and I'm like, I we are it... so, like in the age of of we everyone has a camera on them all the time. Like we are so lucky that some people thought in mm-hmm. you know 1998 to like film just these random things that aren't in, that weren't important at the time like that that we have these little nuggets of behind the scenes stuff that like we never we I don't understand why anyone thought to film these these things you know I really loved seeing that stuff and I I can't remember it off the top of my head I should have written it down but um George Lucas said something um, that I had never really heard him say before in one of those, one of those little behind the scenes clips from the prequels, and I can't remember what it was, but it like made me think a little bit. Um, but that stuff was excellent, and I remember, um, Ewan was talking about seeing all the ships, and they saw the like the submarine, <laughs> the sub. and he asked if if uh if it was gonna go underwater, and he said. I thought it was funny because Ewan said that George Lucas said something that obviously wasn't exactly what George Lucas said because it was like a very Irish, like, uh, I, I can't even think of what he it said. It was something like, it's not real, isn't it? Or yeah, like, yeah like, but it like was it, even more than like, that. Like, you know, like, it's not spot on that way. I'm like, well, that's not exactly what George said. But like, yeah, I get your point that <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, it's cool to see how they put it. I loved seeing... You know the the re reunited uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. How they were happy to like get back together again and perform together again and portray these characters again. Um, and they didn't look. I mean, they haven't aged. No, they looked the same twenty they didn't years. Look, later. They didn't age at all. Um, and Liam Liam popped up there too, and he came back. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. If if Ewan and Liam like, who's gonna say no to coming back to Star Wars at this point? I mean. Carrie Fisher came back. Mark came back. I mean, gr- grumpy old Harrison well, came back. Every, no one says no to Star Wars. Well, yeah. and the, the the entertaining thing for me about that was the way that he put it. I took it as if he was like, "Oh, Star Wars." They're telling. They're okay. Yeah. Oh, Ewan's doing it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. I'll like. Do it. Oh, sure. yeah. Liam. Needs, My yeah. buddy. Yeah. He's. He said, Deb- Deborah explained it to me like this, like Obi-Wan's turned off to the force or something. And then all of a sudden, like you can't see Obi-Wan or you can't see Qui-Gon. And at the end, he, at the end, he can see Qui-Gon. I'm in. Yeah, and then she said, those long, said long he was doing- locks, man. <laughs> I got to find me his He wig, said, oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see those little clips on how they pulled them back. Um, you know, you had... Uh, uh, the interviews, a little bit of Rupert Friend in there talking about the Inquisitor um, and how he portrayed the Inquisitor, which was cool. Can I say I'm um, not that impressed mm-hmm. by Rupert Friend? Like everybody, I I'm not. He did a yeah. perfectly fine job on screen, I think. But like the way everyone talks about their characters and like just doing their research and knowing what their character is thinking and feeling in every scene. Uh, I don't feel the same way about him for the Grand Inquisitor. I don't know. I, I don't. It just. Well, he said that he didn't do that. He said he purposely didn't yes. do research. And I'm like, God, that's that's rough because we've got like two. Even full Kumail seasons. was like yeah. rewatched them, and I was like, he 100 percent didn't need to like for his character. Right. Yeah. He his character was literally doing a bit in the show, doing a bit. Yeah. Like so. It, but right. I, I don't know. He yeah. doesn't. 
he doesn't feel like he's in it in the same way to me that the other characters do. And that don't that doesn't mean he he didn't do a good job. It just like it's a little disappointing to me from like a fan standpoint, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said yeah. that. But um, that's how I feel. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's fair. And then uh it was a lovely interview with Moses there talking about her character as well. Um, and I thought, I thought she did a great job mm-hmm. with Riva. Um, and, and she had the opportunity to create her own new character, essentially, like how she wanted to portray it. And that's kind of fun in Star Wars where you get to be the first to do something. Um, whereas I can understand Rupert Friend if he's like, well, I didn't invent this character. Like, I want to portray it how I want to portray it. I can kind of see that a little bit, but. Yeah, you're you're right, Kyle. He seemed very unenthusiastic just not, about I mean, it. He just seems you know like I mean? a whole different kind of approach to it than everybody else. Everybody else seems like mm-hmm. they're a hundred percent in with two feet, and he's trying to be like, I don't know, just yeah. kind of sh- doing his own thing with it. Which, like I said, I think he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't. It's it felt different. But when she was talking about Riva, that's made me feel like how Josh was talking um, about her evolution of it started one way, but then she was kind of immersed in it and she was consumed by the this hatred and this wanting for revenge and that was exactly our takeaway we you know we talked about that on on the show almost in those exact words so mm-hmm. um yep. if I, it felt good to me that we were like getting exactly what they were trying to pull off there it was cool to hear um you and talk about celebration he said it was he had never been to one before and he wanted to check it out and see what it was like and what did he say? What did he say? I wanted to see what the real, real, real Star fans. Wars fan, the yeah. real, real fans were like, and I think it was a bit of a shock to him. I, I always love to um, see their but I think reactions he loved it. to the the celebration crowd. I think any any actor I've ever seen, once they, it's like nothing they've ever been to. You know, like yeah. Even if you go to like the Oscars or something, that's other actors like clapping for you. That's not the same thing as like rabid, mm-hmm. insane fans he seemed like he was having a blast yeah like when when i when i when we met him like when he came on stage on the little stage and was like talking about how he wanted a season two and started Mm -hmm. a rumor frenzy like he it seemed like he had a really really good time that's good yeah i hope they all had a good time so they'll keep coming back for sure um it's an hour long the behind the scenes thing is a is about an hour long um, it is, it's worth the watch. I mean, if you love the show and you love Star Wars, I guess it's totally I worth the watch. I would recommend it. Yeah. My, my question to you guys, um, and I'm going to dive into my three questions here. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of these behind the scenes shows as like supplemental content to the main show that we're viewing, right? We've had gallery for Mando. There was gallery for book of Boba Fett. Um, there's the whole light and magic series. I don't know if you guys have watched that yet or not, but um, I watched that, that and Kyle, I will say, cause you and I attended the light and magic panel. At Celebration. Oh, did you watch the show on Disney plus? Yes. Is it good? Yes. It is way more interesting really? on. Yeah. Well, they go into a lot more of the actual where, where, where we went to the panel, it was like them recalling like stories of what it was like in the seventies. Right. Hey, remember that one time we had a hot tub out back? Yeah, that was cool. Like, <laughs> yes. okay. Um, and you, you, you get a little bit of that in the light and magic series, but they do actually show the whole thing, like how they went from star Wars to empire to return of the Jedi. And then beyond that with the volume and what they're doing right now, um, 
and they do show a lot more of the like the actual effect stuff and the puppetry and um, all of that kind of stuff, character costumes. They do go into that a lot more in the show than what they did in the panel, which I would have been a way more entertaining panel if they did that, but it was just, you're right. Not, not to derail (laughs) you, but that was one thing we didn't mention during the, um, Obi-Wan behind the scenes thing. The, they did a thing where Deborah was like with the ILM people and they were looking at all the heads of the different characters yeah. and their mouths were moving and it, they were showing her how they would talk. That was really, I think that's always really cool to see just like a line of aliens ready to pick from the director. Well, that was wild too, mm-hmm. because I thought they were just like still models, you know, yeah, they yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. do a pan mm-hmm. and you see them and then all of a sudden they're, they can, they're all ready to go. And I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah, okay, that cool. That's sick. really cool. Yeah. The, well, the one that, um, Zach Braff was, yeah, they had a with the little side. Tenic, you could see him wearing like the harness on his face. And as he's like enacting, as he's doing the lines, the puppet sitting on the table was like moving and mirroring what he was doing with his face. It was yeah. unreal. One of the worst. Um, that stuff is in super, super cool. He's up there with Pong Krell, <laughs> just a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Um, yes, uh, Pong Krell is absolutely one of the worst. Um, and Zach Braff's character. <laughs> but anyway, I can't remember his name. The MAGA truck driver. So you know we we've had the light and magic. We we've, we've had. Uh, there's tons of them from Marvel. There's all the Marvel assembled stuff. How do you guys uh, feel about all of the behind the scenes stuff that we've got? Do you enjoy watching them? Can you live without like, or, or are you under maybe like more of a, I, I don't necessarily need to see it for everything. And, and I just kind of let that magic live inside my head. Type oh, thing. Give me the content, baby. Yeah. Give me that sweet, <laughs> sweet content. About that content. Uh, actually like the light and magic I could take or leave, but if we are going to have the actors and even more so the directors talking about like the decisions they made and, uh, like the technical aspects of how they did these things in their creative process. I really, 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 really love hearing about that stuff. I'm interested in it in general. Um, so I, I'm into it. I like that stuff. I could listen to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars all day. Uh, Bryce mm-hmm. is great. Uh, all those guys, every all of them that they've had on Mando and, and now Deb on on um kenobi i i could listen to those guys talk about making movies and tv shows all day well like seeing that stuff where like you know for all the luke skywalker scenes they had like luke they had like mark do it and the other guy do it like Mm -hmm. for like just all those some of those details are like almost as entertaining as the content itself i feel like it helps you appreciate what they're doing even more oh 100 percent I would have never I would never know all that stuff just by looking. And in right. knowing how excited uh Ewan and Hayden were to be working together, especially working together on this, mm-hmm. like knowing all of that just makes that sh- just makes the show that much more enjoyable for me too because it's just that that like that stuff especially was very heartwarming like the just the the like hayden's first day on set like they were like they were literally saying like we tried we've been trying to get you in to go home but he was waiting for you mm-hmm. to shoot your scene because he wanted to be there and like yeah it was great it was, yeah. it's awesome yeah and they were originally what like 300 yards away from each yeah. other or something like that fun. and all he could see was like this little speck yeah, he said there. he yelled obi-wan and then he saw someone raise their hand yeah yeah 
Um, no, and it, it, I hope it, I like these because I hope it inspires younger generations to do the same things and think outside the box the way that a lot of these people do with, um, art in general, like whether it's, you know, the written word or it's painting or it's like artwork stuff or it's animatronics or it's, um, you know, prosthetics for alien makeup, whatever it is. I hope it inspires a lot of those younger generations to go, Hey, that's super cool how they did it. I wonder if this would work. I want to try it, you know, and then they kind of get into it and are that next group that makes really awesome work. Yeah, I agree. Being artistic and creative isn't always like the most incentivized thing here in our country. Mm -hmm. So we should make sure we still have people that keep doing that stuff. I, I love end of Mando when they show the concept art, uh, and it's mm, like the different yeah, colors yeah. and what they originally viewed. I, I'll watch the credits just for that because I think who, whoever painted those, it just did an, an amazing job. I believe it's um, Ralph And I think McCoy. it's so cool to see. Some of them, yeah. Um, but it, those are super, super cool. So uh, let me move on to question two here. So if there was a show or movie that currently doesn't have a behind-the-scenes special behind it, what would you pick and why doesn't have to be star Wars, anything out there that any show that you absolutely love or a movie that you absolutely love that doesn't have that additional content. What would you like it to be? Breaking bad. I think Vince Gilligan is mm. an artiste and, uh, that's some <laughs> of like the greatest actors in the game. We're working on that show at the time. And I would, um, love to hear what they all had to say about it. It, I mean, that show wrapped years ago, but, I would really, really, really love to hear uh, like Brian Cranston and and the whole writing staff um, talk about making that show. I think it's so close yeah. to perfect. Good choice. Good choice. Josh, what about you? <sighs> you should have gave us homework, like told us about that question a couple of days ago. <laughs> I kind of like the, I mean, I like the off the cuff answer, which is fine, but. You know, um, my, well, you you know what my first thought was, was like, um. It was Breaking the Bad. Original, that's why I said it so no, fast. No, no, no. Uh, the uh, like the original Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, good choice. Yeah. yeah, I kind of was already thinking. It was kind of already in my head because um, the turtle heads are similar. Like, actually, I think those turtle heads are like the might even be the thing that laid the groundwork for the heads that we saw in. Uh, the Kenobi behind the scenes because they're operated by well so I think these ones are now they they mimic the the facial movements of the person but um, they used to be like remote those, those, uh, yeah with uh, mm -hmm. two hand control things yeah and they were part of the Henson mm -hmm. creature shop mm -hmm. which is cool so nice good choice also a good choice what about you Justin um, what are you trying to see the behind the scenes of you know, anything that where there's like the animatronics and the puppetry stuff I like. So I'm, I I do like Dark, Dark Crystal. I knew, um, I knew your old ass was going to say the Dark I'm, Crystal. <laughs> uh, Labyrinth. Uh, I do love both of those. They're, I think they're great. Um, so anytime I can see more of that kind of stuff, I'm always on board. At um, least say the never ending story would be a little cool. Uh, that is a big yeah, one. And apparently they're rebooting awesome. that. Oh, that's um, tough, man. It better be good. I don't know they, how I feel about that. They better do it right because that is such a great <laughs> 80s movie. 
I'm not going to sit there and say, like, the second one was not. Now, when they went back it and it was all destroyed yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the second one was not good. But the first one. I, it's it just heartbreaking you in too. This, like that junk was oh, sad yes. in the. It was dark. When uh, <laughs> what is it? Atreyu in the is that the horse's and name? Artex. 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 When Artex like sinks mm-hmm. into the pit of despair or whatever. The oh man, that junk is just so sad. Yep. <laughs> As a young kid watching that Getting movie, sad right now, just thinking about him trying to pull him and out. You, you see this this kid losing his best friend. That's a horse. To, to sadness. To like to, to literal sadness. Like, oh to man, that's tough. Physical embodiment of sadness. Tough. It was that show was um, ahead of its time. It was hard on uh, the mental health aspects yeah. of things. We weren't um, ready to be thinking about our mental health like that in the eighties. No. Um, and I do love, I, I like Willow. I love that one too. So I'm happy that's to see that coming back as like a TV show. God that's knows they'll do actually the behind like the set in the future, though. <laughs> yeah, which I, I'm I'm cool with that. And like, but yeah, I don't know. Re, like remaking something and and bringing like it adding on to something are, are two different things. So I don't know how I feel about remaking Never Ending Story, but well, there's we'll like see. so many so, different ways to do it. Like they did. I, this is like getting a little off topic but they redid scream six was like a a revisit oh, yeah. to the whole like whatever the first franchise one. and it, uh i thought it was really fun because it was like self-aware and it referenced the original but it did its own thing as well but also mm-hmm. you know if you just try to do a one-for-one remake that could be like what's the point and it's not as fun as the original for whatever reason can you think of a reboot or a remake of something where you enjoyed the original, saw the original first, enjoyed the original, but then also really liked the reboot or the remake? Hmm. I always think of Battlestar, but I didn't see the first Battlestar, so mm. I it doesn't count. Like that's a great reboot, but I also it was my first exposure to the to the property. So yeah. I- I would say that latest Scream movie is a really good example of a good one because it's like in the franchise, but it's a revisit. Uh, yeah, but isn't isn't like it does have some most of the, of the people cast. in it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing. It's like there is there's a difference between like there's complete reboots and there's remakes and there's re like there's a whole bunch of different yeah. ways to do that thing. Uh, like ghost, the newest. I guess what I mean I is a re really a re, good, but it had some of the original yeah. characters in it too. That's like see, that's not a reboot. It's, it's a, just a sequel. I think it is a reboot. Like the, uh, it's not a remake. Yeah. Well, so yeah. A re, yeah, I guess I don't even know what the difference is because like a remake <laughs> is when we take this movie and we're trying the to remake literal, it again, just yeah. with new actors and modern technology, and maybe we tweak a couple things because it was whatever racist or something probably. Uh, and then a reboot is like, well, we're going to revisit this story in the same universe, but in a different probably time period or with some new characters or something. That's how I see it. I mean, like, so like for me, like maybe Spider-Man because they're not technically remakes, but, and they're not reboots. They're just, it's the same property. It's just different iterations of it i guess i've enjoyed those those i've enjoyed like i I love because they're changing i love the 
the yeah. first three Spider-Man movies. I enjoyed those, but I've also enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man, and I've also enjoyed the. Uh, this is one of know, my Spider-Man hottest of all hot series. takes, and people do not like it. But I think those Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are not period good. Period. <laughs> no, not a hot take for me. Yeah, I think they're not good. They're the worst. <laughs> I like the, one. I like the they're first the worst one the most. Of all but... of them. Hmm. One mm. one bright spot. Bonesaw McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> always bringing it. Josh, always bringing it back to our, pro our wrestling in there. some way, Rocho, shape, Rocho or form. Randy so. Savage. He's ro- rocking an um, old school 80s WCW hat right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. The classic logo. Um, speaking, of, speaking of reboots. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I yeah, I don't. I'd have to think a little bit more about that. Like, what's what are some out there that are legit just remakes? Justin of likes to make you versus... decide right now without any heads up, but he yeah, wants a week to think about the question. Yeah, let me go so, back. So I think that so I think there's three things. There's a remake where it's like the same. They're making the same thing with new people. There's a reboot, which is like. Uh, Battlestar where it's like this is that thing and we're not remaking the same thing but it's also completely different or like how Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man and Tom Holland Spider-Man are all those are all reboot like property but it's a whole different story same property Mm -hmm. but they're not connected and then there's a soft reboot which is like hey like which is like Scream 6 or like Terminator when they were like hey Arnold's still in it but we're gonna pretend that that third one didn't happen or Terminator you know, like Genesis or whatever. Yeah, that we're gonna pick or, yeah, we're gonna pretend some of our stuff. Christian Bale. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I it's like you. still part yeah. of the thing, but they're also kind of getting rid of some of it. They're making some sort of change. Yeah, the way IP is now, where that's everything good... just goes on forever and ever. There's like so many different ways that that's handled. But that's I'm just a, like that's got that's the way between. That's yeah. the that's like your go between because I like yeah. I I wouldn't say that those are like a full reboot because they're still connected, but mm-hmm. at the same time it's not a remake, but it's not a straight sequel either. If they're doing something kind of yeah, they're changing something. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really good example, Josh. Because I think if you look at Terminator as a franchise, right, they basically did one and two, and then they had the third one with um, I can't remember his name, but it they finally getting like the shelter or whatever that was at the end. Um, John Connor and um, I can't remember her name. Uh, You know, they find the fallout shelter in the mountain and he gets them there. And then they had Terminator Genesis, which was like, that was legitimately a reboot, right? Like, Hey, this is a completely different John, like this. I don't think it was timeline. I I don't think it was a reboot because I think it was just it was just like, hey, we're gonna finally show you the future. Mm. Terminate. I haven't all the Terminators, but you with time travel, you can do anything and yeah, that's true. Go away, whatever. Good point. What's your little audio clip you Um, have here, Justin? Yeah. So all right, so I've been waiting for this. All right, so question three of this, and and this is gonna make. Probably makes some people mad, especially those that is love this, the sequel trilogy. Is this trilogies, clip going to have is, the words "still the chosen one" in it? Yes. <laughs> so, if you have not watched this, it was very interesting. Um, in the la- there's maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes left in the behind the scenes show and the Obi Wan show, and it's Hayden basically getting his makeup on, 
And he's talking a little bit about Anakin and Vader as a character. Um, and and my question to you guys is like on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how mad are you that episode nine even exists now because of what Hayden says here? And I'll, I'll play this audio clip for you guys here. It's a very meditative process for me. Sometimes getting all the makeup Mostly about it's the really scene cool we're to about see to the do. prosthetics. The difference between Anakin and Darth Vader, and is Anakin completely gone or not? He is fully Darth Vader, he's fully consumed by the dark side. But I like to believe that there's always a little bit of Anakin still in there. As it was explained to me by George Lucas, even when he becomes Darth Vader and even when he's fully immersed in the dark side, he is still the chosen one. Where's the, so, where's the, what's the drama in that? So, well, my question would be is we bring back the emperor in episode nine, but clearly like if Anakin is the chosen one and he is said to bring balance to the force, right? And at the end of return of the Jedi, he chucks the emperor off into a pit and dies himself, right? We're back to, not really any Jedi remaining for the most part, except for Luke. And we don't really have any Sith out there and people are just kind of living their lives. Right. But then we get to the force awaken where you've got Ray and you've got um, Kylo who's trying to emulate um, that, but we clearly had some kind of Sith um, person out there, uh, you know, which we find out from cloning and whatever was, um, golden robes guy uh snoke uh did you forget his name <laughs> yeah i did for a minute there i was like what the old goldie robes gold uh, member old goldie, i love gold goldie scarface you remember I about him, said right? Hugh hefner but that was not the right person um where we clearly had somebody dealing in in sith magic dark magic uh and coming back but then and we get to episode nine and we have to bring back the emperor but it was supposed to be the chosen one to bring balance and i thought you know, when you get to the end of Return of the Jedi and you've got him literally chucking the Emperor off into a pit and then he dies himself, I feel like that is a good thing of balance. But here you have Hayden basically saying, as it was explained to me by George Lucas, he is still the Chosen One. And the Chosen One dies in the end. Takes on this. Two things. One... He's not saying that George said that Anakin is still the chosen one now. He's saying Anakin is still the chosen one once he becomes Vader. Mm. Two, the prophecy is not he will bring balance to the Force forever and ever. It's he will bring balance to the Force. Totally ambiguous. People need to get, stop being butthurt because the Emperor came back. I like. I don't like that the Emperor came back either, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. who cares that the... Like, the your interpretation of the of a prophecy in a fake space wizard movie is stupid. The, like the level of hate for that, like, oh well, if if the emperor comes back, Anakin's not the no, he could still be the chosen one. Like Jesus fulfilling prophecies didn't make Muhammad think he was wrong. Like that, you could fulfill a prophecy, and then things can happen after that. Like well, and. D- did you bring balance to the force by chucking the emperor over, or did you bring balance to the force because 
you were Luke's father and Luke and Leia did all this stuff and blew or because they taught Ray and then Ray did all like there's there's a cascading thing and mm. like the whole thing with prophecies is that they're misinterpreted like that's the whole point of prophecies like if it just said this was going to happen and you understood mm. it and that's exactly what happened that would be news uh and it wouldn't be noteworthy and people wouldn't talk about it you know what do you yeah Hmm. I still have one. Also, other thing. oh, go ahead, go ahead. I also George Lucas himself isn't even super consistent about the whole when Anakin becomes Darth Vader thing, because sometimes Anakin is gone. That is not Anakin. That is Darth Vader. There is no Anakin. But sometimes hmm. there's a little bit of Anakin in there. And at the end, <laughs> when the helmet comes off and he's talking to Luke, that's Anakin. But so, yeah. but even when he's fully consumed by the dark side, he's still the chosen one. But it's so like you, you we can't have our cake mm -hmm. and eat it too. Like he can't even really decide what's going on there. So it's okay if it's a little ambiguous. And gotcha. An Anakin's force ghost looks like young Anakin because mm -hmm. that was the last time he was Anakin, even though he was redeemed and became Anakin again. Right before like, the Death Star blew up. Yeah. Right Second before the Death, Death Star, Star blew yeah. up. So um, uh, I think it's okay if that's a little bit okay. ambiguous to me. And I, it's probably not yeah. even in, in in my brain, in Anakin's head, that's not even the same every day or minute to minute. Uh, there's like some kind of sliding scale of where he falls in commitment to mm. like the Emperor versus Obi-Wan, I guess, being the other side of that. You know, I, I, I don't think gotcha. it's like it's not a switch. He's falling in mm. that spectrum somewhere all the time. And it's something he's like constantly dealing with, which yeah. to me is more interesting uh, anyway. Agreed. Agreed. I also think this is one of those cases, like the, one of those cases where like we made this movie, these movies in the seventies yeah, and in 1980. And then I'm George Lucas, and you can write all the books you want, and I don't really care as long as you don't. I don't consider it canon, and you can as long as you don't kill off major characters without my approval. It doesn't really matter. So I think in George's mind, he brought balance to the Force when he um, became Darth Vader, because then there's just because in George's mind there aren't like a bunch of Jedi that escaped. There's Obi Wan and there's Yoda. So there's two. So then there's mm -hmm. two Jedi and there's Darth Vader and there's the Emperor. Balance. Scissoring. Mm -hmm. So Gotcha. Um solid explanation, Josh. Um and, and you're right. I think um, you know, when uh when we get to that sequel trilogy, I think it would have been um, even if it was in that timeline, I think the end of Return of the Jedi bringing like bringing a conclusion to that, I think we could have gone a different direction than trying to bring back. Justin, we all know the sequel one, trilogy was uh, a like narrative mess. We don't have yeah, to keep like rehashing I it. I know, I know. It was just interesting to hear it from from Hayden and and uh, hell. You were that was a that was a very clickbaity question. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard, I forgot to mention this to you guys. I was listening to another podcast called Imaginary Worlds, and it was an episode about headcanon. And they, uh, he asked somebody who was, he was asking like various people about their headcanon for stuff. And this hmm. guy had headcanon that Ray was 
Darth Vader was Anakin reincarnated and the way he explained it like it was it was one of those things like I think this guy's looking for a, an excuse for like it 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 basically it it like it it provided an explanation why it's okay she's a Skywalker it provided and, and it provided an explanation for why it's okay like why Vader didn't uh, or like Anakin didn't appear to anyone as a force ghost in the movie it, it it explained why Anakin wasn't standing there looking at her too at the end and it exp- and it explains why she's already so powerful and she already knows so many things about like ships and piloting even though she shouldn't because she grew up on a desert and has never done those things hmm it's like it, it's, did it work it works like head cannon did it work it works but it's also it reeks of like I need to explain why she's not a Mary Sue because I think mm. she's a Mary Sue, and I like I don't love that, but gotcha. but you know at the same time, it it explained some of those things away in a way that like I I felt like it worked, but you know it's head canon, so yeah. Well, I guess, well, and everybody's head canon is different. If we can accept. That a nine-year-old Anakin who grew up on the deserts of Tatooine can be an expert pilot. I think we can accept that Ray also knows how to pilot. I, I like mm-hmm. I, on that one thing. I, the sequel trilogies are messy. For is wasn't so much piloting sure, as like, much as like she was like, oh, I when, that whole interchange with her and Han where she was like, oh, I did this to the capacitor no. or whatever. Like she knew how to fix the ship. I think like I think that might be the. I think that's I gotcha. almost exactly the same as Anakin too, though. I mean, he he built a whole I think pod Anakin for a pod race and did like all these things, and he's like a slave in a desert. But he works I mean, in a junk shop, thing, though. What and, she was and her whole thing is this. Yeah, she's a scavenger. She, like, she took goes apart into imperial, imperial ships, ships and took them yeah, apart. So she knows what parts she's looking for, right? And she knows probably what they do. So I would figure, and, and when she was left there, she was young. Somebody probably had to teach her. Like, There's plenty about, of stuff in those mo- those three movies yeah. that didn't make sense to me, but her knowing about ships wasn't one of them that I, did. I yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah, I think we... Uh, I think we let Anakin be a whiz kid too because he's basically like Star Wars Jesus. Like he didn't have a dad. Like he was immaculately mm-hmm. uh, con- uh, whatever. What's, what's the word? Conceived. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say immaculately concepted, and I was like, that's wrong. That's just a different <laughs> tense of conceived, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's in Josh's head canon, concepted is working, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't my headcanon. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, oh that, that really is kind of connect all those dots. there's some messy yeah. stuff in there. And I, I nitpicked the one thing there that like, because I know what you're saying no, you're too. Right, we, I do, we do, we do accept it. I don't want somebody yeah. to be like, this is why she's not really a girl. She's this super powerful dude, which they already did a little yeah. bit because she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Um, but mm-hmm. if we can, you know, justify some of those other things, that would definitely be nice. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, do you guys have anything else on the behind the scenes Obi Wan show that you want to discuss or talk about? The EOP was actually a camel. That was pretty freaking cool. I was like, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, Banthas were like elephants or whatever, weren't they, or something like that? Mm-hmm. With, but, um, back in the day. So, oh, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. saying that he wants to play Duel of Fates at his wedding. That was pretty funny too. Yeah. 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 Dude, now there's a guy that looked like he was thoroughly he was enjoying his time on set. He was loving it. 
Um, so hopefully we see more of him in the future on, uh, on some of these upcoming shows. So, all right, guys. Um, well, yeah, if you haven't already seen it, go check it out. It's about an hour watch. It's quick, but it is super interesting. And you get more Star Wars content, which is always, always a good thing. So, um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go That was our recap of everything going on at D23 and Obi-Wan behind the scenes. I'll call it behind the scenes. It's uh, whatever really it is. Called, called. Ma- yeah. a Jedi's yeah, Return. Yeah. Jedi's Return is what it's called. <laughs> so um, go check it out. Available on Disney Plus right now. Um, along with Light and Magic, Gallery, and all the other behind-the-scenes stuff. They're all very interesting to watch. You can learn a ton. Um, and it's cool to see the actors and just their general general love of Star Wars. So go check them out. Um, as a reminder, you can catch all of our previous live episodes out on YouTube, our live streams. You can go check those out. You can find us uh, anywhere. You can find Outer Rim Beacon anywhere. You can find podcasts. Uh, and then also all over the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Outer Rim Beacon. You can email us outerrimbeacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys? This is Josh. Go listen to my band's song, Painted Flowers. Former mm-hmm. critics, Painted Flowers on Spotify. And we got a new single coming out end of this month, too. Drop it like it's hot, Josh. Uh, this is Kyle, and I am not musically inclined. So just follow me on Twitter at KB underscore legend. Or Instagram. Don't send them any money, Do though. Do that. Yeah, no definitely money. send me money. Venmo, KB <laughs> underscore legend. <laughs> anyway, we hope you guys have a great week, weekend, whenever you listen to this. Uh, be sure to get out there and do something Star Warsy. As always, may the Force be with you. Always. Never. For light and life. Oh, I can't wait for some High Republic to return. Comics coming out. Kevin Scott was just tweeting about it. All right, y'all. Take care.